This is Asia's Farm to Fork Five Good Questions podcast, bringing you insights and views from across Asia's food value chain. Now for today's interview. Hi again, everybody. I'm Duke Kent, host of Asia's Farm to Fork Five Good Questions podcast. And we're very lucky to have a, another great guest with us today. Uh, we're joined today by Mr. John Chang, who's the founder and managing director with Innovate 360. Hi, John. Hi, Duke. Uh, thanks for having me today. Yeah, no, thanks for joining us. Appreciate you you uh, you're taking the time out of your schedule to do this. So in the spirit of the five good questions, maybe we'll just jump right in. So first question uh, I wanted to, to pose to you, a limited understanding and knowledge about Innovate 360, is that it's a food accelerator based here in Singapore. So maybe that's a good place to start. What exactly is a food accelerator? And was there a reason, strategic reason, maybe why it was started here in Singapore? So I started Innovate360 in 2018, uh, really to help startups to scale and go to market. So I come from a traditional family business. And one of the things that we wanted to do, you know, was uh, looking at how, how could we help ourselves by helping others. So we had customers who were uh, in China, in different markets, looking for interesting new brands because we had just launched our own products and we thought why not tap on startups who could also help us uh, and we could help distribute these brands and so that's how we started this food accelerator Um, it really comes from a point where we wanted to pay it forward as well that was in 2018 and by 2019 we had more than 15 startups Uh, today we have about 82 startups who help through various ways uh, from infrastructure, you know, the ecosystem support, expertise, uh, really to be able to fund some of these early stage startups and help them to scale and go to market. So we really differentiate ourselves by being a food accelerator with facilities and VC fund. Uh, so, you know, we we'll, we'll like to be the one-stop platform where startups can come to us uh, to scale to the next level and we help them distribute through our channels as well. Thank you for that. Talking about this and thinking about Singapore, it's such a unique place too. It's hard to talk about food and um, food production in particular in Singapore without getting into the 30 by 30 food production target, which of course is you know, a topic for discussion here around the region really. And as you know, that's really an ambitious goal set by the national government to ensure that 30% of the country's nutritional needs are met through local production um, by the year 2030. But think about Innovate 360. How do you see the role of, that Innovate 360 is playing or will play and other platforms maybe as additionally in, the, in this space that will be helping Singapore reach that, that target as we get closer and closer to the year of 2030? Uh, so for us, you know, it's it's through our startups that we are able to help create uh, the impact and the change that we want to see uh, in the ecosystem. So, you know, we have startups who are in your agri-tech, uh, deep tech, uh, that include uh, cell-based, uh, fermentation kind of startups. And then we also have food sustainability startups that look at plant-based, insect protein, uh, waste failureization and also uh, consumer packaged goods. So, you know, these are the kind of startups that we support that will be able to create a bigger impact. But at the same time, in 2018, we also started uh, Feed 9 Billion. So we co-founded Feed 9 Billion together with Thomasic Polytechnic, SIM, and also with Focus Tech Ventures. So the four of us, we came together and decided, you know, let's really try to feed 9.8 billion people 
And we thought we'd do it through uh, raising awareness of food sustainability and innovation uh, through collaboration. So we, we roped in different institutional partners, um, the government. So it's kind of like a uh, not not just a private initiative, but a private initiative and public re- uh, initiative that uh, brings together the two two sites to be a platform to be able to reach out to the bigger community and and really to think about how do we try to you know feed more people. So feed nine billion also in twenty nineteen uh, we launched the Good Food Startup Menu, which is a collaboration with the Good Food Institute. And the Good Food Startup Manual Singapore Edition uh, has a hundred over pages that help startups to navigate through the ecosystem. And so, you know, in their food business, they are able to find distributors, they are able to look at how to structure their business, um, to look at branding, marketing, um, so all aspects in starting a business. And last year, 2021, we actually launched the uh, Alternative Protein Database, which actually helps uh, alternative protein startups navigate through the entire uh, ecosystem uh, to find uh, machine uh, suppliers, researchers, uh, ingredients, and everything about the alternative protein. So this year, uh, we actually are launching a revamped version of the Good Food Startup Menu uh, that really helps the startups. And Feed 9 Billion this year uh, is also proudly launching the Feed 9 Billion Singapore Restaurant Week, which is happening in conjunction with the Singapore Food Festival uh, organized by uh, Singapore Tourism Board. And we're really hoping what we can do for this is really to create awareness about alternative proteins. So for the first time in the whole world, we're inviting four startups uh, that are uh, creating cell-based meats uh, to launch in Singapore under this special regulatory sandbox that we're working together, the Singapore Food Agency. And it's not just the cell base. We're also bringing 10 alternative protein plant-based startups that are trying to create all the different types of meats and textures. And also we're also focusing a little bit on uh, local farmers as well. So we're trying to bring that in together so that, you know, we have a complete menu that is going to kick off the, the start of Restaurant Week in September of 2022. So this is, is really exciting things that Feed 9 Billion is doing as a platform, um, working with different partners to actually bring the whole ecosystem together to really try to combat and, and fight food security and try to feed 9.8 billion people. That makes sense. Well, since you introduced the role that... Um that Innovate360 is playing the food security and that that ambitious goal. I'd like to maybe stay in that area a bit. I know the United Nations had their big state of food security and nutrition in the world, or the SOFIE report they released every year. It came out uh, just last month. And unfortunately, the news for our region was not good, right? According to the latest data, the number of people affected by hunger rose in Asia last year from 418 million to 425 million. That means, unfortunately, Asia continues to lead the world again when it comes to the number of people affected affected by hunger and facing food insecurity. So, as you just mentioned, you know, Innovate 360 is uh, involved in this space through this alliance you just uh, raised. Uh, what role do you think generally technology can play in this discussion around food security or, or should it be playing in helping drive a greater food security for Asia? So, so I think technology really can help to disrupt 
uh, what we're already doing. You know, UN predicted by 2050 will not have enough uh, resources to feed the entire population. And Asia alone has 5.5 billion people by 2050. So, so we really need to fix this problem of inefficiency, uh, but at the same time, look at ways where it can disrupt the current methods of farming and production. And so some of our startups, for example, in the cell base, uh, cell culture, uh, could be solutions for the future. Uh, so we have startups like Shilk Meats, uh, Umami Meats, who are you know, championing cell-based technology, who are really trying to create meat in the lab so what, what you see in the distant future is something like uh, people growing uh, cells in the lab and eventually, uh, you know, we, we, we don't need to slaughter any more animals in order to have our source of protein. You know, so cell base is one kind of technology. There's also, you know, obviously alternative proteins, for example, like plant-based meats as well, uh, where we take uh, plants and make it into like meat. Uh, kind of textures and taste. Um, so that, we, you know, we have startups, for example, like uh, Shandi Global, um, who is making plant-based chicken or hick or float foods, making plant-based eggs uh, or even grab that's making plant-based crab. So you have a whole variety of uh, plant-based meats, proteins, uh, cell-based, which kind of fills that gap in terms of how do we feed the population in the future. But apart from that, you know, we at Innovate360 also look at solutions. So for example, we look at how do we become better farmers or are there technology that actually can help? For example, we have a startup uh, called Stem Cell United. They're, they're currently growing uh, seaweed islands around Singapore. And, and what they are trying to do is growing seaweed in uh, fish farms. We call them kelongs in Singapore. And basically, you have a wide variety of seaweeds growing there, which can be then processed into food that not only takes away the carbon dioxide in the oceans, but also provides for food and also helps with the inequalities of farmers uh, providing something that is so easy to grow and you know supporting livelihoods so so it's it's a very interesting sector where technology comes in different forms um, it gets the younger generation excited about what farming can be uh, you know you think about oh who wants to be a farmer these days right but can you imagine uh, working in an alternative protein factory where you're creating meat in the, the lab or you're creating plant-based proteins or, you know, growing seaweed in the uh, seaweed islands? It's, it's something that's so interesting and so exciting that I think will impact and create that, that food source for the future. Yeah. It, it, things are changing so fast and Singapore is... Uh... It really seems to be almost like ground zero for all of this fast-paced movement that's happening in this space. So, absolutely. So, the fourth question, uh, maybe sticking in the same space a little bit, but tweaking it uh, to some degree. We talked about food security. And right now, you know, there's a discussion happening around these three Cs that are really impacting food security. COVID, which we're still seeing some lingering effects of that and how it's affected the food system and supply chain. Climate change, obviously, huge, huge uh, impact that's being realized around the region, farmers in particular. 
and then conflict, right? What's happening in Europe right now and how that's uh, um, wreaking havoc on the, the food systems and again, supply chain issues. Um, and so that's brought, drawn to light really more than ever, the resiliency, the need for resiliency in, in our food system. So I'm wondering in your, in your view, your perspective, are there any must haves when it comes to making our food systems more resilient in times like these? Yeah, uh, so so I've been in the food industry for the last uh, 12 years and, you know, when I graduated, I, I never knew what I was going to do and, and uh, how I survived so far. Uh, was really through uh, collaborating with different partners, uh, coming together and then, you know, helping them in my trade, which was something kind of like a sunset industry uh, back then. Uh, you know, food manufacturing isn't the most sexy kind of thing, especially a 75-year-old sugar business. Um, so, so that was my, my background. And, and I realized that by working and tapping on others would actually help me to grow faster. And so one of the initiatives that we're doing at Innovate360 is really to work with different partners, uh, public as well as private, uh, to create more impact. And, and that's true, Feed 9 Billion, again, it, it's really about public as well as private partnership where you'll be able to push initiatives. I think one of the things that we really want today is to look at raising awareness of food sustainability because it means so many different things to so many different people. And it's not a very common topic as yet, unless, of course, you're in the same industry. And that's where, you know, to become a, a food you know, system that is more resilient, it really takes a lot of effort to get not just one person to do it, but to get the whole ecosystem to do it. And that's that's where I am coming from. It's really about collaborations. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, that brings us to the final question. And we've spent some time today, as we normally do, talking about a lot of the challenges, right? COVID, and climate change, conflict, food insecurity, sustainability, and so much uh, that's really you know, front and center right now. But at the same time, we alluded to a bit there, there's some quite a, a number of opportunities too. Some exciting things that are happening here in Singapore, uh, particularly Innovate 360 and otherwise. And I'm wondering maybe if you could take a look into the crystal ball by five years, 10 years, and as you look ahead a bit, are there some things you think uh, you would want to sort of predict or project that are good developments you can see taking place in the region? I think in Singapore, you're actually seeing quite a lot of uh, technologies happening and a lot of interesting startups coming over because Singapore, as you know, is the first country in the world that allowed the sale of uh, cell-based meats. And that's opened up, uh, you know, a, a new whole sector uh, where you have, uh, you know, I just recently came back from Israel and, and, and it was amazing to see how many startups are, are spinning out from, from Israel. And, and, you know, one very interesting point was that they were looking at the US because of market size, uh, but they were also looking at Asia and they were thinking of literally coming to Singapore because of a re our regulatory framework uh, to actually start their businesses here. It's amazing that, you know, our government has is so forward thinking, but at the same time, you know, that kind of sets the, the runway for the future. I'm really excited about this because I'm hoping to see that as we start to scale up, as we bring in more disruptions in terms of cell-based technology, that one day we'll be able to see uh, it in the menus at affordable price, well-adopted everywhere. Uh, but that will take time. I think uh, that's still at least five years away. 
I do see some bright sparks in the near future. But I think uh, in terms of regulatory, there are still challenges, not just in Singapore, but different governments need to come together and agree that this is something that they will want to look at as a group. And I think uh, this kind of disruption is something that I'm hoping that 10 years later, our, our, our kids or the next generation would say, you know, what, oh, what? you mean you used to slaughter chicken? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, maybe 10 years later, people will be saying, oh yeah, everything uh, is all made in fermenting tanks. Uh, so hopefully that will happen uh, in the near future. Yeah, that, that's something that I, I'm looking forward to. We'll have you back on in 10 years and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll pull back the tape and we'll, we'll see how, how it all looked out. But that's excellent. Thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you for this. And, and with that last question, you're officially off the five good questions hot seat. We appreciate you joining us today. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And if you did, please rate, review, and subscribe. We look forward to bringing you another five good questions interview. 